Hello and welcome back to the Sometimes Sports Podcast. I am your host, my name is Travis, and I am joined, it seems like as always, by my good buddy Eric. What up? How you doing? Uh, at this point, this is just my second podcast. This is like... Right. My, this we haven't is like, recorded in a while, but... This is like... <laughs> This is my side project, you know. For and, sure, I feel uh, you. And uh, you know the M Zone Pod. Go check that out. It's, it's going yeah. great. We we've had a hot hot run here lately, but you know sometimes you just got to crack out the apple juice and and talk with you bros. <laughs> the and, apple and, juice. And and this is this is an apple juice with the bros type talk. And this is just gonna be a wonderful, beautiful night. That nothing will go terribly wrong. I it can't. My, it just can't. I have my TV on in the background for some reason. I meant to turn that off, but my controllers are by my bed, and I don't want to deal with that. So there's. I can't hear be, anything. So you're right, good. It's paused. So wow. it's just on that weird like sleep screen that the Xbox has. Yeah, I got you. Where, where it's like, here's your challenges or whatever. I don't really know. I don't play video games anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Video games got boring to me after, I'm with about, you. like, eight weeks of this. So Yeah, I, I play FIFA occasionally, but past that, I mean, that's yeah. it. But, anyway, so we are... Uh, as I'm sure you guessed by uh, the title yeah. of this episode, presumably, we're here to talk about Run the Jewels 4 that just came out. But before that, uh, we actually have a little bit of sports to talk about. Uh, MLS is back. At least Let's go. I, I Let's mean, fucking go. I would say uh, I'm very concerned. Very concerned at this point. I don't know if you've been uh, tracking the COVID cases recently, but it's a real uh, problem. They're they're, uh, <laughs> they're spiking in a Florida where where or, this is, or, Orlando's not not looking so hot. Where right where this is supposed to be happening? So yeah, as soon know, as we bro. announce this, yeah, it's it's probably gonna die again. Same with basketball. Um, hockey might be good. Mm, so there's that. There was the Lightning had like. Five team personnel and three players test positive. So oh shit, I didn't know that. I'm not tuned into hockey. That's definitely not great. Uh, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs tested positive, but he I know him. He lives in Arizona. He's an Arizona kid. So then there is like death city at this point. Um, How question for you? How do you become a hockey like not only a hockey player but like a generational hockey player when you're an Arizona kid. Yeah, you know, it's something a lot of people have asked about Austin Matthews, and this is actually a, re- a legit real question because one would think that Gary Bettman would use Austin Matthews, this huge American talent, to grow the sport in a, a town that really struggles struggles for hockey fans in Arizona. Sure. Uh, the Coyotes games are pretty much impossible to get to. They have like well-known one of the worst like stadium situations in the league because it's about with traffic four hours away from like downtown Phoenix, and no awesome. one get no one gets to the games on time ever. So Seems if smart. You, so if you watch like Eastern Conference teams play them when they have to play in early slots and it's the first quarter, like, half the arena's empty. So, it's not a great look in general, but, yeah, he just never really 
made that happen. I would be kind of shocked if Austin Matthews at some point in his career didn't end up with the Coyotes. They're a team that's kind of on the rise right now as far as having talent goes if they got Taylor Hall at the trade deadline. I just think at some point in his career, they're his, they were his favorite team growing up. So I, I, I assume that at some point he is going to – A childhood love will come back. He Let's is going that. to be a um, a Arizona Coyote. Nice. Almost said Phoenix. Well, they are no longer the Phoenix Coyotes. They are now I did know that. They are. I know, they, I know a few hockey things. They are now the Arizona Coyotes. Could not have told you that Austin Matthews was from Arizona, but I probably would have guessed he was from Toronto, but that's only because I know where he plays. But <laughs> No, he is about as American as it comes. He was that, that was his big thing when he was drafted, was everyone was like, here's the American superstar the NHL needs to gain popularity. And it was you know like, what? nope, only people that play hockey or have people in their family who like hockey <laughs> are going to watch hockey. So. You, you know why I think I thought he was Canadian? Why? I think it's the spelling of his name. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not very – Because it's, it's an yeah, O, right? It's, it's, like, it's an O. Yeah. It's not an I. That's yep. weird. I think that's or why. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Who knows, though? <laughs> Baseball's probably dead. Yeah. I would say dead. I, I'm, just, I'm, like, concerned about my actual real-life job ever coming back. Yeah, that's rough for you, man. I doubt that the Salt Lake Bees will ever be a franchise again. <laughs> like, I'm starting – like, I I worried uh, – I, I read that – oh, let me pull it up because I took a picture. So you are. This, I'm, I'm wearing my minor league team here in Wichita's hat right now. So, and they've never even set foot on the fucking field that's brand new. So, I read this. This is from uh, the owner – of uh, the river, oh, who are they? Fresno, uh, of the River Cats. Uh, one of, basically the PCLs, the league, the bees playing mm-hmm. like reigning champion for like the past four seasons. They're, I believe, the, the Giants uh, farm yeah. team, uh, and they are very good. Uh, says, quote, it's like a big wave is about to hit us, Savage says. Quote, everything is on fire. <laughs> everything is on fire. <laughs> everything is on fire, Travis. <laughs> Every single thing is on fire. Awesome. And that's, that's, a, that's a general manager saying that. Everything is on fire. <laughs> a nice measured response. No, no panic in that at all, right? Jesus no. Nope. Christ. <laughs> like I said, the uh, Wichita Wind Surge have yet to play a single game. There is a brand new stadium sitting about three miles southeast of where I am currently sitting. And just no baseball happening ever there. It's been done for three months now. Just miserable. Um, I should I should literally be at a baseball game like right now, probably. So, yeah. But I'm just I, I miss I mean, we, we've, we've texted more, a, we've than, texted about it every single time. Yeah, every single time a little piece of news comes out about baseball maybe coming back, we text about it, and my response is always just. I mean, I'm not expecting this to happen until there are actually fucking players on the field. I'm not, I'm not expecting it to happen. Like, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Fuck John Heyman. 
He always does that shit. Oh, yeah. That guy likes to break my heart, like, on the regular. <laughs> he <laughs> so. sucks. I've always hated John Heyman. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, Big I'm not gonna go back. Not gonna go that far, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, so is Major League Soccer gonna happen? For I didn't think I ever got an answer from you. I th- I think so. Okay, I do. I'm I less optimistic. So. I kind of doubt it. <laughs> I th- I think it happens. Uh, the tournament may not happen though. Yeah. But, and that was part of them coming back. The players didn't want to come back with the tournament because it's extra games. Cause they're still like, they're trying to play out the rest of the regular season from what I've heard. Well, and so wait, they didn't wait, want to play all on. the extra games. Well, wouldn't that be just making up for the games that they missed? No, this does this. The only thing that counts towards the regular season is the, um, the first points. round. Oh, yeah. the first, the, or the, Oh yeah. The, so the don't group stage is the only playoffs. thing. Yeah, and so it just kind of fucks over the players because then they're playing extra games if they advance, but they have to try to advance or else they lose points towards the regular season, and it's just kind of a clusterfuck. Um, But I think if – because there was the report of, what was it, 500 Orlando airport employees were tested for COVID and 260 of them tested positive, which is absurd. Um, And so it's a question mark as to whether or not they'll be down there playing in the – tournament in orlando um they could move the location of it don't know where to that would be tough um or they could just scrap the tournament and try to play regular season as scheduled so i'm hopeful that we get soccer back i'm currently wearing my uh graham zussi shirt that i always wear it's got a hole in the armpit got a hole in the chest somewhere (laughs) i've had this thing for like six years probably but I miss soccer. Yeah. I'm hoping to get to watch it at my new house. I've just, uh, I've accepted my, my lifestyle change. <laughs> like sports are never coming back. Like I've just decided that. And when they yeah. do, I'll be happy. But until then, sports are never coming back. This is just the way I live now. I'm currently looking for new hobbies. Still I was going to say, I, I haven't still, found any hobbies. Still, still haven't found any. I've been expecting to, like, I've tried, like, I've, I've always been a big TV and movie guy. I haven't gotten, like, any more into those. There will be nights when I'm just like, I don't want to watch anything, so I will just shut the TV off and just, like, hang out. It's yeah. weird. I don't know what to do. Like, I have this dartboard, and I thought, man, I'm going to be playing a lot of darts, and I've played maybe two rounds. Maybe two I have, rounds. I have, of- a, I have a pool table at the new place, so maybe I'll get it deep into pool. Maybe two rounds. But, I mean, it's not that fun on your own, so. No, that's true. Uh, um, yeah. Anything else going on in your life? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No is the short answer, I mean. What what is, is no also the long answer? What what exactly would be <laughs> happening in my life? I mean, <laughs> I live in my like my existence is confined to basically a room. Oof, that's rough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this just turned real sad, man. This got really sad. <laughs> Let's just get into the album. <laughs> All right, we're well. Like I said, we're reviewing uh, "Run the Jewels" for RTJ four. Came out, what, two weeks ago now? Um, yeah, something like just that. Just banger after banger on this album. 
Shall we get into it? Let's hit it with the Yankee and the Braves. Yes, we shall. Let's get ready. I don't think Eric has it pulled up and he's stalling. I don't. Let's we do get, this every time. <laughs> let's get ready to mob on some fucking charlatans. Real quick, I uh, just wanted oh. to give an update on the podcast. The podcast is still here. The podcast will still be going strong. I do not have Twitter anymore, so no one may hear this podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway because I like doing it. Um, and the only reason I haven't done it in a while is because we've been working on selling our house and just haven't had the time to do that. So it was kind of put on the back burner. But we back. We're going to yeah, be well, more consistent. I'm next moving time Monday. We, next time we should do the Phoebe Bridges album that just came I out. like that. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, I haven't listened to all of it, but I've listened to a few songs and I like it. So. Yeah, I've, I haven't run through it yet. I need to. I've, I've been jamming to Anderson Pack all day today. Okay. With his new song. He's dope. Here we go. Yankee and the Braves. This week on Yankee and the Brave. Back cats like to crash cats, with the black man, crack a bitch, back style, crack a crap, back big step, smoke a big stally in a black alley, in a black granddaddy, rolling down old daddy, how happy daddy as a black granddaddy. Killer Mike comes in hot. Yes, he does. This is, I would say, a, a warm up banger. Yeah. Uh, not not quite a full banger yet, obviously. It's a, it's a good start to the album, though. Yeah, yes, it is a very good start. Um, of course, LP comes in here. This is a Killer Mike dominated album, but I I love this. I love this LP verse. This is one of like four or five that I really like. Here we go. Ready to mob on some fucking shows. Uh, listen, anytime you can just say charlatans, you're ready to rep mob on some fucking charlatans. There's just you just it's can't miss that opportunity. Uh, it, it's always a solid, solid line. Just a hundred percent, and. I, I just I gotta look at my notes now. Uh, it's like Fun a, fact I didn't take any notes at all, and I'm doing this just winging it. So. Right, it's a terrific beat, really great flow between both of them. They don't really yeah. miss a beat. Uh, they're basically hitting the beat at the exact same pace. I noticed. Um, yeah, they really just toss it back and forth. It's like they're playing catch in the song. Right. That's yeah. What it feels like. Uh, yeah. And that's my favorite type of Run the Jewels song. It feels like old school. It feels like Tribe Called Quest. Just throwing the beat back and forth and, yeah, making rhymes up. And it's just fun. It's a fun song. Right. Um, the uh, the whole one round left 100 cops outside line, that, that whole verse is very hard. Yeah. Uh, just in- incredibly hard. Um Basically. Fun fact, while Eric is talking about how hard this is, I'm wearing a Major League Soccer shirt, and he is wearing a, I believe, soccer jersey yeah, with, a, with a sweater tied around his neck, looking like fucking white-ass Carlton Banks. So, <laughs> Yes. I, it's I fun do doing look, this over Zoom. <laughs> I, I, do, I do look like, I suppose, Carlton Banks, but it's cold in here. And I, I, I just really want to – Question, I don't, are, are just your shoulders cold? Uh, just, yeah, kind of just my shoulders are cold. So I just wanted to throw this on. And honestly, my whole body was cold. But once I threw this on, I'll tell you what, I'm a lot warmer. 
I might. This might become a look. I bet. <laughs> maybe I bet I, maybe nerds. Maybe nerds have something. Have something going on there. You know. That I try maybe, out. Maybe they're public. I mean, I don't have a ton of these type of sweaters without a hoodie on them, uh, but this could become a look. Who knows? Maybe it's also a wild color combination. He's wearing a yellow soccer jersey, and it's like a. Is that a maroon? No, sweater? it's black. Oh, it looks maroon in the zoom. Yeah, my my camera is like. Yes, my camera is gotcha. uh, wide. One one shoulder looks low. black. One shoulder looks yeah. Blue. This yeah. this part of that the camera, yeah. like this spot, always on the camera, is always gotcha. like a little. Bit oh, now okay, up. now it looks good. Yeah, yeah. That may it but looks this, way better whenever you're not. In the I camera. think it might be the. I think it might be the, the light. light. The lighting, maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of. Uh, it's that, still a wild look, regardless of color. Yeah, it is a wild look by me. Um, so I, I don't... also apologies if this sounds weird. Uh, we're back to I have to do it on my phone because all of my stuff is in boxes, and uh, I also don't have internet because uh, we are moving again in two days. So, uh, and also on top of that, I don't have any like furniture hardly in my house, so it's super echoey. So sorry if the no, I will, weird. I will, I will work my magic. I will okay. work my producer magic on this. And, and turn this into a seamless piece of audio. Well, one of my doggos came to say hi. So it will – hello, doggo. Um, I don't know why I said that. That was just about the dumbest <laughs> thing I could have said. This can't podcast, hear you. I have headphones in. This, <laughs> this podcast is going to be crazy. This podcast is off to a rollicking start, really. It's probably the worst <laughs> podcast of all time. This is going to be like two and a half hours of us just rambling because we're just looking at each other and talking, you know? Yeah, yeah. It might – yes. But we, we got to stay on topic. To me, this album is also hard to discuss because it's so short. It's only got a runtime of like 39 minutes. It's like, yeah, 38, 39 minutes. Which is um, incredibly crazy to me. No, um, I have a different take than you. This is my favorite type of album. I love short albums. No, Anything no, I, from no, nothing. Thir- 30 to 40 minutes is perfect for me. I love 10-track, 35-minute albums. Love them. Anything yeah. that's like, like I hate albums that are like 20 songs in an hour and a half. Get that shit out of here. Fuck that. Nothing wrong with it. But I mean, sure. it's, it's, it's just a change of pace from some other Run the Jewels albums, which are a little yeah. bit I, I think I think one and two were about the same run time. And then three is a lot, like closer to an hour. Right. Um, but uh, so this song, like this album as a whole, it's very poignant in today's world. It focuses a lot on racial inequality, focuses on a lot of police brutality. And I, I mean, that's obviously why it's so Killer Mike dominated because he has more to say about that. Right. And I, I respect the hell out of LP being able to mix the beats, throw in a verse and kind of take the back seat. Like he doesn't need to be the, he was, I think LP dominated a lot of the songs on RTJ3. And I think he knows he needed to take a back seat for this album. I think he knew what, what it had to be. And them releasing it when they did was just crazy timing wise. But yeah, this was all released. Keep in mind the week of George Floyd's death, which was everything is super poignant. Now you won't get that from the first three songs. The first sure. three song, the the album takes first three dr- songs are a lot of fun. Takes a drastic shift after the first three songs. Yes, uh, it does. To less. Uh, mobbing on charlatans to more oh look at how fucked up society is and all the racist everybody slave masters posing posing on your dollar dollar. (laughs) which we'll get to which we'll get to i have some takes i have some takes 
All right. What did we uh, grade this one? I gave this one. So I went back and I didn't want to grade this too high. You know me. I like to try to grade. Sure. I need to get a piece of paper mm -hmm. so I can write down what I'm going to grade, but keep going. Okay. I'm going to say uh, for this one, 8.8, .8, not quite. I, I had a nine at first, but m upon listening to this, like, the most because it was the single released. It is not the single I like the most. And I, agree. I, uh, I just like the other single, which we'll get to next more. And so it's an 8.8. I have 8.6. Um, same reason. Love the song. Think it's a lot of fun. Think it's the second best song they released out of the two that they released before the album. Very right. good. Very good song, but it gets a little bit outshined. So... All right, and outshined. The beat, the beat is incredible, though. Outshined by the following. Song of the summer? Question mark. I uh, think so. I think so too. Yeah. Hey. Ooh la la! By the way, <laughs> we never said the title. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna pause this actually because I I, I really it's so short and I wanted every part to be able to be heard. But first, I just want to know what you think about the beat because I think it's a great beat. I love. Oh, it's it's incredible. I love I, the I, I love the pianos. The piano is amazing. It's it's not a typical RTJ beat. Anytime it, it really any rap beat that heavily features piano, I'm a huge. Fan. I, I I fuck with that. I'm I'm big into that. Like I just was talking about how I have been listening to a lot of Anderson Pack. He has he plays the piano on a lot of his songs, and mm -hmm. so it's a nice mix of like a classic hip hop beat with piano, and that's kind of what this reminds me of as well. So yeah, that's great true. beat. Let's uh, follow up. Uh, here, here is some more. I don't know how I want to do this because these songs are so short, and I want to like highlight like the parts of them I like. So yeah, just just pause it whenever you need to. So, uh, so we'll 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 go through. Now, not to pause this too quick, but I've heard that opening line a million times. I geniused it. I couldn't find it out. What does he mean when he's saying looking for M's like I lost a friend? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, have, I have no clue either. <laughs> like, I, I, I was trying to figure out what, what does he mean by that? So uh, there, there are a few LP lines that I, that I have trouble deciphering throughout this. Yeah. Time. But uh, I love the line. I just I, I don't understand what it means. I, no, and sure. I was curious if you knew what it meant. And you, no, not, a, you not, not off the top of my head, no. Another shout out to Kalishnikov. Kalishnikov, their favorite type the, of gun. About the eighth time Rum the Jewels has mentioned Kalishnikovs. Yep. And now, to me... You gotta pause it for this part. To yeah. me, this... Might be the line of the song or the of the album, right? And it describes Run the Jewels, basically. Yeah. Um, you'll hear Mike's verse very clearly when we come back in, but L says, You want maximum stupid, I am that guy. And, <laughs> and and we'll just like killer Mike. 
talk over it, and I think I'll have to wrap along. First of all, fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw. Dental oysters on a half shell. Sushi bar. Still fuck the raw. I'm a dog. I'm a dirty dog. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Shout out to old dirty bastard real quick. Legend. And I'm rapping pornographic. Please hang up the camera. Also, th- shout out to this video. This video is so good. Yes. Very People good. burning money in the streets. It's great. Yes. It is my favorite verse on the album. I love the ha 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 in the shimmy shimmy ya. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, 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 very good. Real, real quick, the low key best part of that whole thing is right after uh, Mike does the I'm a dog, I'm a dirty dog. Ha 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 you hear L like genuinely laugh in the background and it's like very clearly a real laugh. <laughs> and it just makes me happy for some reason. I love it. <laughs> that is good. Uh, I was wondering what, what, what this plays out. Why the French influence here? I wonder. I, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen them talk about it at all. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think if there could be a reason. I'm sure there is a reason. They usually don't do things without reason. Another great line. Yeah. This part is my favorite. I used to think I'm Bruce, but living living my vida loca helped me realize I'm probably more of a joker. That's great. Maybe like French Revolution? Yeah, that's know. honestly what I was thinking too. There's the line that Mike has about uh, your kings and queens and all that shit. Right. could see that. Mon chéri, mon chéri comes up. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea. I should pull up a Google Translator very quickly and figure out what you got. So overall impressions, and then uh, where, where do you have this graded while I figure out uh, what Monchery means? I think this is my favorite beat on the album. I think this is right up there for my favorite song on the album. Uh, I have it at 9.3. 9.3. Uh, Monchery means honey. Yeah. Or uh, my good man. Interesting. So, ma chérie, ma chérie. Uh, Very solid French accent on on your part. Ma chérie. <laughs> Hat tip to you. Thank you. Uh, I gave this in nine point five. I don't know if that's the highest grade I have on the album. It might be, but I doubt it. I kind of forgot. I wrote all these grades like two weeks ago and yeah we were planning on doing this last week and i wasn't and, able to and uh i've listened a lot more and my opinions have changed on some of these so yeah. uh opinion subject change no this is not my highest scored song on the album so uh i was now, gonna say i'm kind of doing this on the fly so we'll see what mine is <laughs> now we now we move on to out of sight, out of sight. featuring your boy two chains <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. 
Here come the menaces of sobriety like what? Super thug is dumping on the cut. Uh, here come the menaces of sobriety. Just a killer opening line. Oh, yeah. It's an honor to be robbed by Denise's only son. Uh, another great line. I think this is a better example of them throwing the the beat back and forth than Yankee and the Brave. Right. I, I absolutely agree. Now, I don't know if you missed that, that killer Mike line right there, but I'm just going to run it back again because at first I missed it to him and I read the lyrics of his song, and it is easily one of the funniest rap lines I've ever heard in my entire life. It's coming up right around here. So what he says there is, them vegan bitches serve them dick because they don't eat no steak and lobster. <laughs> Just one of the greatest hip hop lines. <laughs> it's a very good line ever ever written. Eat spaghetti with the mob, as as uh, as Killer Mike says, which is a good time. I would eat spaghetti with the mob as well. So uh, I I think oh, we absolutely. really got to So to me, uh, here's what I wrote when we were going to do this a week ago. I said this is a solid one, but it's not what it could be. Two chains seem so tame on it. Solid Beak and Mike and L are great. That said, I love 2 Chains, And this 2 Chains appearance did not do it for me. My expectations were just way too high. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, I know how much you love 2 Chains. I don't love 2 Chains as much. I like 2 Chains. Um, I think 2 Chains is a solid, like, B to B plus. Like, he's fine. I like him. I enjoy his stuff. Not crazy about him. Mm. Hot take coming in real quick. This might be my favorite song on the album. That was my initial take when I listened to it. I kind of wavered, but I think I'm back on that. I think this might be my favorite song on the album. Okay. The beat, I love the beat. And I, my favorite RTJ songs are when Mike and L do this and throw it back and forth to each other. Those are my favorite RTJ songs. And they do that so well on this, on this song. They pass the beat like crazy. I love it. Absolutely. I'm going to shed my, some light on myself here as it's getting dark. Uh, but yeah, uh, I said, yeah, it, it is a sick brag that he says he has crib in like four states, which is, which is great to change. We'll get to that later. But upon listening 18 more times and memorizing this song, it's great. And I will always love you too, Chance. And uh, it is where my uh, final notes. Uh, but we, we really... I think we owe it to the listeners to actually hear the whole song and then we can point out some lines we like because it is a beautifully written song. It, it is. It, there is just great lyricism in every single and, verse. And this album gets a lot more serious after this song. And I think that's part of the reason why I love this song so much because it's like, okay, here's a nice little fun one for you to hold on to. You know what I mean? Before we, before we get real serious on your ass. So, right. which needed, absolutely needed. As a white dude in Kansas, preach on Killer Mike. Love everything you do. Black Lives Matter. One billion percent on your side. And I just, I just love my fun RTJ songs. So, same here. Here we go. 
Product of fucking poverty. Hello, Mr. Big Safe. The bank teller trying to get ranked. I bought a hot dog stand if I'm trying to be frank. Great line. So real quick, I think my favorite part of uh, Two Chains verse is when he lingers after he says the part about having a crib in like four states because mm -hmm. he like he gives it an extra beat before he jumps back in. He just like I'm gonna let you think on that one for a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna flex on you real quick. Yes, uh, another uh, another great line uh we cool as penguin pussy on the Polacat peninsula which is just uh one of the greatest tongue twisters of all time um i bought a hot that dog is, stand if i'm trying to be frank which i is, think the the polar the polar line uh say it again i don't have it in front of me but we cool as penguin pussy on the Polacat peninsula that is definitely a nod to Outkast. Um, there are like two or three songs where Big Boy has very similar lines to that. Uh, one of them is something about um, cooler than Freddie Jackson sipping his uh, milkshake in a snowstorm. Uh, and then he has another one on, God, I can't remember what song it is. It's a song on AT Aliens where he has another very similar line. Um, and I think 2 Chains being an Atlanta guy, that's a little hat tip to Big Boy. Absolutely. If I were to guess, so. Well, I, if I were to guess, I'd say your knowledge is correct. I gave this song a, uh, what did they give this song? 9.5. Not, well, 9. 9. 9. I, I gave it a 9.4. All right. Moving on to another song that I've grown to love over the past week. Holy uh, Fuck, which is another LP, uh, has another great, this, this 
this is tied for the top two, my favorite LP verses on the uh, on the album. So I here we see go. that. If it'll come, come on. I don't know what's happening. Here we Job complete a dependable contractor. Which is a great line. Uh, love this beat. Beat uh, the beats on the entire album are fire. This beat is especially fire. I really I agree. I, I really enjoy it quite a bit. Um, uh, I agree with that analysis. Um, on first listen, this might have been my least favorite song on the album. Really? I uh, first listen, and then it okay. grew on me. It's firmly mid tier for me. Ooh, this is one of my favorites. I like it, but it's. I mean, I like every RTJ song, you know. Right. But. This one I like a lot. Um, this I've been thinking about making into a radio drop coming up here. It's just a great line. Think I got a case of a Mondays on fire, and you could easily incorporate that into like a radio promo. So I've been thinking yeah. about that recently. Um, love this little interlude here. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite LP The beat switch is incredible. Another great line coming right here. Did you just catch that for the first time? No, no, no. I just love that line. I feel like that troops line was made just for you. I feel like you make that joke a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, for those of you who missed it, uh, the line is, uh, you hate rum the jewels, you don't love you the don't troops. <laughs> you make that joke a lot. <laughs> and I feel like it was tailor-made for you. <laughs> Mike's voice inflection when he gets kind of sing-songy coming up might be my favorite thing Killer Mike does on this album. Right here. Get me fucked up in East Atlanta. <laughs> God, I'm white. Yeah, you are. 
So I don't know if you've been in tune to this. Mm-hmm. That L said there's there was a huge sample that they had on one of the songs, finalized, ready to go. Um, and then at the last minute, the artist pulled the clearance. And he won't say who it is. He won't say what song it was on. I've seen a lot of speculation um, on the internet that it was this song and that it was a sample from either Freddie Mercury or Queen. Uh. Don't know how people know this. Just what I've seen. No one knows what song. And I can't wait until there's a book written either by LP or about LP where that gets like released because I am dying to know what song it was. Yes. I've seen um, it was either uh, this song or Goonies vs. E.T. Yes. And with that, all that said, this is an LP dominated song to me. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite lines, again, think I got a case of a Mondays on fire is uh, fantastic. Now to start with the verse that starts with one for mayhem, two for mischief. Uh, it then goes on to say, now aim for the drones in the zoning district, Hindenburg them, get them, burn them, which great, might be one reference. of my, just one of my favorite lines. Whenever you can throw a Hindenburg reference in there, which oh, for, for dumb people out there is when a blimp exploded, which was just, the pictures are awesome. Lots of do you death, know? but the pictures you know, are no, awesome. Do you know how many people died in the Hindenburg? It was something crazy. It was like three. I'm pretty sure it was three people. Died from, and one of them was on the ground. Worth it. I'm Worth fairly it certain. Worth it for the picture. I'm fairly, whoa, absolutely. But how did like 150 people not die? Like, I heard that recently. I'm pretty sure it was three people and two of them were on the blimp and one of them, it like the Hindenburg crashed into some fucker standing on the ground. Like, Listen, I decided <laughs> New Year's Eve that everybody gets all in a tizzy about making fun of mass tragedies. Well, guess what mass tragedies I'm making fun of this year? The Hindenburg and the Titanic. Those, motherfuckers, you, Hindenburg. On, those motherfuckers on the Titanic, only on the bottom of the ship, you know what they wrote? What? Sorry, I was saying a drink of whiskey. They wrote, and this is a fact, on the bottom of the Titanic, only God could sink this ship. And motherfucker, oh, I didn't know that. I did know that. that fucking ship, and I fucking love that. That may, that makes me think God is real. He just gave a big fucking middle double middle finger to the Titanic. He was like, "Oh yeah, fuck you, bro." Yeah, and yeah, I'll fucking prove it, motherfucker. Hindenburg, great pictures, great pictures, beautiful pictures. I'm gonna. Would you I, say? Would you say the pictures are fire? Yes, but the perfect, the perfect word to describe them. Dad jokes, what up? He's here all night. He's here all night. Um, following, of course, those uh, great Hindenburg lime, another timeline where monsters eat truth, which is great. Uh, and, of course, you hate Run the Jewels. You don't love the troops. Don't love the troops. Which might be the line here, of the here. year. Um, yes, it's a little too slow to be a club banger. But still a really solid song that I quite enjoyed, 8.9. You know what, you know what this song is? Like, you know when you, you listen to this song? You're driving, windows down, it's about 90 degrees outside, and you're just blasting the shit out of it in your car. Mm-hmm. Now, this you may not solid, be able to relate. This is a solid driving beat. Oh, this it's... Is, this is a solid is driving a, beat. This is a vibe. It's a vibe. Up next... E.T. vs. Goonies, which is 
one of the more interesting structurally because it's basically one big LP verse and then one big Killer Mike verse. So yeah, it's it's more of a traditional rap song. Yes. So we will get to that here. Oh hey, we didn't give our scores. Oh, I did. Eight point nine. Oh, you did? I didn't hear you. Uh, Eight point seven. Okay, here we go. Another chance, and we'll give another chance to you. If I make another wish, I'll wish for a wish for you. For you. Hey, why? Eat you heard it. These lads submit. Help me make it quick. Never broke dick. Two like Cadillac. I had to contract L's on a quick. Pick them up, slick, talk of no tricks. Funny as shit. Finally, the money up a brick on the kid. Planning hit skit. Living in the valley of flames like I win. Sky on a blaze and a bomb rock pick. You don't want the one now that the wrong get a sit. Never nine. Talking you fall when I'm gone. Bad news, bitch. I'm along with big claws. Trying to hold a whole lot in the paws and applause. Play the goddamn the whole city. I'll make a woman's heart. It's fun getting to watch Eric rap through Zoom. Yes, we were missing this part before. Fuck y'all got in the planet on stash. Now, if you guys didn't catch it, the, the, the flows on both albums are incredibly fast. But that first verse, I swear to God, if you read it, is about climate change. Like, he, he, he raps about climate change four times. Uh, the most seminal line about climate, climate change is, fuck y'all got another planet on stash, far from the waste and fumes of our trash, uh, or fl- flaming trash or something like that. Uh, it is, this is where the album does start to get really It gets darker, which, yeah. Which is fine. Uh, but, yes, that that is something I just wanted to point out uh i i do enjoy that line and uh that line is about climate change and now we get to the really heavy part of the song maybe if i had another chance i'm gonna give another chance chance to you also opening a song with egads just beautiful just beautiful 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 I love the late 80s, early 90s feel to the beat along with the song title. Like it all just kind of fits together. Yeah, what a life to kill. This is nigga with a 
All right. And that is Killer Mike rapping mainly about how uh, woke folks are just playing. Uh, the revolution will be televised and digitized. Most of you been folks been hypnotized and Twitterized, uh, which, which is a great uh, line. Which you have escaped the Twitterizing of peace out Twitter of, of America. I, I I'm still not. woke. I, I have not. I am still Twitterized uh, very much. I I gotta say I've been off Twitter for what two weeks now ish, maybe three uh don't miss it at all don't miss it whatsoever haven't once been like man i really wish i could just scroll twitter right now don't miss it it's great i feel free well you have like a human life to like entertain you very true and on top of that i have been like working my regular job and then immediately going to the new house and removing wallpaper and painting and shit so been extremely busy the last couple of weeks so yes we'll see I'm, what happens I'm next deeply, week when it slows down i'm deeply bored so uh I, i've been on twitter a lot uh, to be but, fair i have been getting on reddit more but i don't argue with people on reddit which is weird because that's mostly what reddit is for so yes i went to rt are, are you a part of the rtj subreddit? Oh, for sure i yes. am i posted my songs ranked i don't know if you saw that uh, i didn't Good. That's one of the like six subreddits that I'm in. I'm not in very many. Yeah, I'm only in two music subreddits. I'll give you the a guess. One Eminem. guess. Yep. Absolutely. That is the other subreddit I'm in. Is <laughs> is the Eminem subreddit. I never really go on Reddit. So uh no. uh but yeah. Uh ET vs. Goonies. There's a good one. Flows are back and forth. Um It's a solid yeah. RTJ song. Solid RTJ song and an album dominated by politics. This is wherever politics start coming in hard and heavy. So beat wise, yeah. it's terrific. And it gets, it's about well. to get a lot. It's about to get a lot heavier. I love the beat. Like I said, it feels like a late '80s, early '90s beat. That drum kick is amazing. Um, the like almost record scratch feel to it. It feels yeah, feels like you could hear this in an LL Cool J song or something like that. So before we get to the other one, you you made the comment when we were texting a little bit that this is a heavy album. What's coming up is probably the heaviest song of the album, uh, Walking in the Snow. Um, there's a ton we of really... We did not give our scores for... Oh, I said 8.6, I think. 8.7. Okay. So um, we're like right neck and neck together on most of these. So. Yeah. Um, Walking in the Snow, uh, yes, gets very political. Uh, really, I, I think you got to listen to most of it just because every yeah. word counts. Especially just, Killer Mike's. Right. I, I just wanted to get to the, that before we got started. There are some really poignant points made about uh, I'm a – I'm a guy guy. Uh, I'm a a Christian guy. I don't brag about it in my Twitter bio. I'm not one of those Christian guys. You don't have Uh, like Matthew 13 colon 18? No, no, no interest in doing that. I don't know know what that is. I'm assuming that's a real Bible verse. I know how the Bible works. 
but I feel like that's close to something people put. It's something like that. Yeah, it's like John 11 or something like that that they put in there all the time. So you know, you know what my favorite Bible verse is? What? Austin 316. <laughs> do, you know, do you get that reference at all? Or am mm. I just an old making references? <laughs> You're just an old making references. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to explain it to you. Someone listening just got that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All of the three people listening to this. Yep. All Shout right. Out to you. Shout out to you, but one of the three people listening to this. I guarantee you. What the fuck are all, you doing bet, with your life? No shit. This is literally just a podcast for us. <laughs> We're just talking into the void. I don't even care. I have fun doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> Eric's my guy. Um, yeah. Uh, but. Another thing that makes this song like all the more sad, L kind of clarified this song was recorded like a year ago. Yeah, like, this is it. You'll hear the re- there's an I Can't Breathe reference. It's a nod to Eric Garner, not George Floyd, but yeah, getting released what three days after his death in the video. Yeah, was, I got I legit I I remember where I was when I listened to it. Uh, I was at one of my customers, one of my stops on my route. And it was 95 degrees, and I got goosebumps whenever I heard Killer Mike's verse. Yeah, there are a lot of goosebumps situations on this album, and and this is certainly one of them. So let's get to it. Also, one thing to lighten the mood before we get into this. Um, Gangster Boo, quote-unquote, she's the same lady that is on all day, right? Yes. Yes. This, this is just a hilarious shift, which is just a hilarious shift to me. We we oh, won't get wild in, shift. We, we, the we, most different songs that RTJ has. <laughs> we we won't get into all day right now, but go listen to Run the Jewels all day. Make sure you're in, in like a safe space. Don't listen uh, to it with your parents around. Yes, or or like your wife or children or coworkers. Really, just oh yeah, just isolate yourself. Slap it, it that is one NS. Of a, NSFW tag on that song. Yes, absolutely. It, though it is one of the greatest rap songs I've ever heard. It's, it's great, like. yeah. <laughs> um, go check that out. Here we go. Now, feminist. Let's get the run, the, run the jewels, big time feminist. Just got done walking in the snow. Got 
in the snow. God damn that motherfucker. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, ho. Thanks for boo. Run the jewels. We back on our shit. And it's cold as fuck. Yeah, I'm not too proud to free it from the ages one to four. Around the age of five, you shift away from your body to be stored. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores. And they predict the prison population by who's going the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed your fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cop choke out a man like me. Until my voice goes from the street to whisper, I can boo. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you give a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But true to the travesty, you've been robbed in the empathy. Replaced it with apathy. I wish I could magically. That's so much the future so deep you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me. I'll be the Chomsky, I'll be Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in with you. They got that I'm covered in yellow, can smother them, you know the evil don't sleep. Get brave and told me you're talking about secrets before we lay down in the grave. All of us serve the same masters, all of us nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. All right, but, but the song actually takes on a much goofier and kind of lighter note after very lighter at the the i love that they ended on a light note at, at the very end but some of the highlights uh from there and one something that generally genuinely made me think from killer mike um there at the end never forget in the story of jesus yep. the hero is killed by the state which is just a very poignant line and also very true uh because another another one that um sticks out to me and it feels like a hey i'm talking to you white people like travis and eric that love run the jewels uh i promise they come in for you the day after they come in for me just like hey they're coming for black people now but what's going to happen whenever you know they have the black people pinned down they're going to come for the white people eventually the government's going to just try to control everyone you know what i mean like they're coming for all of us, is what he's saying. Yes, he's reading revolutionaries as well. He's reading Chomsky and Bukowski. Uh, that that pops up in in that verse as well. Uh, so yes, this is very much not like it's obviously got racial undertones, but this is very much a like don't trust the government, kill you. It's us against the government. We're all yes. against the government together. Yeah, this so, is big anti-government. Shouts to Mike, my guy. So yeah, which all of Killer Mike's stuff, I don't. 100% agree with but I've been reading more about what he thinks about things and he's a very interesting like very interesting person and he gets into that kind of more later in the album as well um, yeah. about what he views himself as and what other people view him as and what he wants to be well yeah as. we'll get to that I have, I have thoughts on that so uh, but he's a very interesting figure in general. I just have been doing a ton of reading on him and some of the stuff he's written and some of the interviews that he's done in general around different late night shows and things like that. So he's, he's very interesting, but to finish the song on a lighter note. Love the chorus here, by the way. Love the beat. It makes you want to dance despite it being a dark song. Yeah. 
Find the whole no joke. What do we got to do? Not smoke. Well, I'm going to do how to got So basically, my la- the last lines of this very racially charged song, which doesn't quite make a ton of sense to me, but also is one of the. You're not even letting the outro play. Oh, I got to go back. I'll, yeah, she says um, one of them's white, one of them's black. So no matter what, if you don't like them, you racist. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. It's so great. Yes, but uh, uh, basically the way a super serious song ends is uh, Elle says, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Not smoke, get a job, play the role with all the adults. And that that is uh, that is the the way the song ends. So, some levity at the end of a very politically heavy song. I wa- I saw a review that was like that didn't like that. I kind of like that. I kind of like having oh, something a little bit lighter too, because uh, you you get more people listening that way. To be honest yeah. with you, people and, listen. And, the al- and also the album's gonna get it's gonna get dark. Like it's gonna get even more into it. You know what I mean? Like right. I feel like it's smart to bring it back around. Um, I have something I have to say real quick, mm-hmm. particularly about this song, but really the album in general. Killer Mike's writing on this on this song specifically, but the whole thing is incredible. Like genuinely, one of my favorite like writing examples of hip hop, like on a hip hop album. Um, the thing that I can most compare it to is like. Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly uh, feels very similar in tone to that a lot of times. Um, How much a dollar cost on that album specifically, this kind of, it's in that vein. Like it feels like that type of like, holy shit, this is incredible what we're witnessing like from Killer Mike right now. Yeah, basically Killer Mike's entire verse where he goes into the I Can't Breathe is he talks about kind of a prison to school to prison pipeline and how for most black people's lives that they're kept in these institutions like school and prison that are inherently rate inherently racist. And, uh, yeah, the system's racist. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of incredible that it, he has just such a solid flow while rapping about like institutional racism, um, which is, yeah, it's just pretty, it's great. In, in, in general, uh, I, I've got this as a nine. I, I, I really enjoyed this. I have it at 9.3. Okay. Right now, up there with the top of the top for this album for me. Uh, up next is, I, I'll, I'll just say this right now. This, is, this might be my favorite song on the album. This just might I be do. my favorite song on the album. Mastered economics, cause you took yourself from squalor, slave. Mastered academics, cause your grace say you were scholar, slave. Mastered Instagram, cause you can instigate a follow. Look like, at all these slave masters slave posing masters on your, your dollar. Get it? Get it? Get it? Get all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Get all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Real quick, pause it real quick. Yes. The chorus going from Pharrell to Killer Mike to uh, Zach De La Roca screaming the last part of it. 
where it's all the same line is such a wild transition because like Pharrell has a very soft voice, you know, almost, it's hard to describe, like everyone knows Pharrell's voice. It's very soft. It's very, like, it's not very masculine, I guess you would say. Um, And then it's like Killer Mike, who's, he's a tough guy. And then it's Zach De La Roca who just yells, you know what I mean? Like he really puts you in your fucking place. Yeah, I just love that transition. I'll I'll just say, I've never really dug into Pharrell's catalog. I've never been a Pharrell fan because of, of the whole happy song, think it's overplayed and dumb. I don't like it. Pharrell but, is one of the greatest producers of all time. Okay. And I will also tell you, go listen to some of his N.E.R.D. stuff. Like, I, I'm going to send you a few N.E.R.D. songs that are okay. so good. But this guy, like, I did, I had no idea it was Pharrell, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh, holy cow, this guy, like, I, I, he's got some real... He's got a smooth voice. He's got a smooth voice. Yeah, I, I really like it. And, and let me just say, who knew a song about racism and money would just be an absolute club banger? This is it's a, a club banger. It's a fucking banger. This it's is a, a club banger. banger. This is something you listen to the song and the hook is, look at all the slave masters posing on your dollar. But it's a club song. Like, you should be listening I- to this at a club. Do you remember what I told you whenever the track listing came out for this and what I said about this song specifically? Yeah, I believe you you called this one as a banger. I said this is going to be a banger and it's going to be the best song on the album. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is quite incredibly good. Let's get to the end. And we haven't even gotten to any of We haven't even got, we've been ranting yet. and raving and we haven't even gotten to the verses yet. <laughs> it's that good. The beat is amazing. The second half of that verse might just be my favorite Killer Mike verse of the yep. entire. Uh, his, his, he's he wrote so well on this album. Of the entire, his writing's incredible. Uh, and your country is ran by a casino owner. Pedophiles <laughs> sponsor all these fucking racist bastards. Shout out Jeffrey Epstein. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> Rot in piss, Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, oh shit. Well, I forgot the last line. The kill, the kill your masters part. Yes. I told you, kill your masters. And that's the line that's gonna get my ass assassinated. Which, yep. uh, which is just a, uh, it's just a fantastic line. It, it, it is just a, it's a fantastic line. It, and, that, uh, not to keep tying everything back to Kendrick Lamar. I am a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. If you guys didn't know this, um, he has the line about like, um, I think it's on Section Eighty where he says something about like, when he dies, went from when he wrecks his Audi, he wants everyone to view his autopsy so you can see exactly where the government had shot me. Right. It reminds me of that. I do know that line. All right. Well, Section 80, Kendrick Lamar's best album. Yes, indeed. Uh, I believe that's the Black of a Berry, I believe. No, no. That's no, that's on, to Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, that's, uh, what is it? That's to Pimp a Butterfly. Section what? 80 has high power and ADHD. No, it is high and, power. That's the one. Yeah. I think, okay. yeah, I was going to say, I think it's high power. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's continue. Oh, I fact-checked. 
unfortunately, Killer Mike, you were slightly wrong. Abraham Lincoln and his family never owned slaves. People forget mm. it, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln no, sneaky, but Abraham Lincoln. Sneaky, super poor growing up. Big racist. Big racist. Hmm. Abraham Lincoln's from Illinois, so slaves weren't up there. Right. But yeah, Abraham Lincoln, big time racist. People forget part of the uh, constitutional amendments were to that freed black people, freed slaves, were to only make black people three-fifths of a person. People seem to forget that part when talking about how great Abe Lincoln was. Freed slaves only considered them three-fifths of a person. I hate that people ruin things for me. I really do. <laughs> I, I know I, my history. I, like I, I went on a rant about this a couple days ago. <laughs> I, I still like Abe. Uh, I mean, he freed slaves, so that's good. But yeah, I, I feel like 60, overall... 60% of a human being is what black people were to Abe Lincoln. So. Yeah. And women obviously still didn't count. So. Yes. True. But, Arrest Brianna Taylor's murderers. I needed to say that in there somewhere. So. Okay. Uh, we will continue on. With LP's burst, which goes equally hard. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Confucius says. I love that L's flow is just completely different. That's rich now, ain't it? Get it? Killed is not an anomaly, but hates just money. That, by the way, might be what is an overlooked part of the song. What what he yep. says what he says there is uh, is referring to the uh, Eric uh, uh, Garner case. He says money don't matter. Trying to sell a pack of smokes to get food, getting killed is not an anomaly. But hey, it's just money, which is uh, just a beautiful verse in general. I'd like to say something real quick. There's a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff going on. We are both very much team Black Lives Matter. Uh, we both know we have white privilege. We both know that black people are not treated fairly and that cops are terrible a lot of times. I mean, that's just a fact. Um, and pe some people try to say, oh, well, I mean, they were guilty of a crime, so that's why they got killed. There was the guy, I, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, who uh, was murdered because he was drunk in his car in a Wendy's drive-thru in Atlanta. And the cops went to arrest him and he fought back, didn't have a weapon, was running away and the cops shot him and killed him. Um, and people tried to say, well, he was on probation, so he would have gone back to prison. Um, and well, he tried to take the cops taser who was trying to tase him and that he ran away. That doesn't give the cops the right to murder them. Like it just doesn't. 
flat out. Like, it doesn't matter if they're guilty of a crime. They don't deserve to be fucking murdered. Like, is that asking too much? Anyway, I just needed to get that out there into the world. So, Gotta be consequences. Don't kill like, people. That's my that's that's what I've learned from the past few months. Just in it's general, not that don't fucking hard. Anyone. Don't just, fucking like. Just and, don't and kill the thing, people. The thing about that is, this happened. A black dude murdered by a cops. He didn't have a weapon. Like, yeah, he fought back. Of course he did. He was trying to not get arrested. Like that's human nature. Um, this shit happens while the cops are on their best fucking behavior because of what's going on in the world right now with all the protests because of the George Floyd murder and the Breonna Taylor murder. And this shit still happens. Like. These cops know they're under the microscope and they're still murdering fucking black people. Like, what is going on? Like, something needs to change. Flat out. Anyway, Don't back to RTJ. People. Don't kill This song people. gets me hyped. Back to RTJ. Let it sink in. 9.7 I gave this one a 9.8 there's no part of this song that I don't absolutely love the beat is incredible Pharrell's hook is incredible both L and Mike's verses are incredible and any song uh, with Run the Jewels featuring Zach De La Roca is gonna be awesome Zach De La Roca brings it every fucking time shout out to Rage Against the Machine um L, it keeps fueling fires of a possible um, Run the Jewels slash Zach De La Roca album where he's just on every song. Like L said in an interview, he's essentially the third member of RTJ at this point um, and has rumored a, quote, De La Jewels album, which mm. as a kid who grew up just jamming out to Rage Against the Machine, but also loving rap, I could not be more excited for a De La Jules album. So hopefully that actually happens. But this song is flat out incredible. Um, yeah, look at all the slave masters posing on your dollar. Shout out to uh, Thomas Jefferson. Shout out to Andrew, Andrew Jackson. Shout out to George also, Washington. <laughs> I, if we're talking purely a how racist you are, Andrew Jackson is the worst of all those people. Andrew Jackson being on u.s currency is insane people forget he almost he almost he killed a dude in a duel like he did (laughs) fun fact we have a person on money who killed a person in a duel and a person on money who was killed in a duel yes Ah. shouts to alexander hamilton shouts to lin-manuel miranda shouts to that musical being incredible Wait, Alexander Hamilton, did he own slaves? I'm pretty sure he did. No, no. 
I was just saying he died in a duel. That was my point of that. <laughs> Isn't he on the $2 bill? Hamilton's in, on the – is he on – he's on the 10 right? Oh, yeah. I literally have cash for the one time. I can look if I need to. But I'm pretty sure he's on the 10. I think Jefferson's on the 2. Oh, okay. For some reason, I Washington's thought, Washington's on the one. Right, Lincoln's, Lincoln's, on, Lincoln's the five. on the five. Jackson's on um, the twenty. Frank Ben Franklin's on the hundred. Yeah. Who? Shout out Ben Franklin. Started out owning slaves, but by the end of his life was ardently anti-slavery. Yep. So ben he, Frank- he he flipped around. So good on you, Ben uh, Franklin. Also, Ben Franklin, huge into prostitutes, both literally and figuratively. So. <laughs> Well, shout out to Ben. Shout out to Ben. <laughs> what are you doing on this podcast? <laughs> I don't I'm know. Three, man. I'm three whiskeys deep and just having fun. So fuck it. Um, yeah. But this this song's amazing. Shouts to the person on. Oh, shouts to the person on the uh, RTJ subreddit. I don't know if you saw this. That um, made the stamp that he put on a dollar bill that says, "Look at all these slave masters," and he put mm-hmm. it on U.S. on actual U.S. currency. It was pretty dope. So, and he was trying to get RTJ to sell those, but I don't know that you can legally do that because I'm pretty sure it's illegal to deface U.S. currency. Oh, well, we will, we will, uh, we'll see what's up here. Never look back. Low key banger because it comes after, because it comes after that. It's just right. Good. I want your thoughts on this first because my, my notes are, I want your thoughts on this first, Travis, because I don't know what to think of this. I like the beat a lot and Mike's verse is awesome, but like it's it doesn't, it doesn't stand it out to me. I agree. I like it a lot, but it's, it's in a tough spot. You know how, like, people always say, oh, you don't want to follow that guy, like comedians. You don't want to follow this guy because he's, like, no one's going to remember you. I think that's where Never Look Back is. It's a good song. I think if you listen to this album on shuffle, this song stands out more. Mm. Because it doesn't come after just if you put it on shuffle. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's a good song. And it's just a big change of pace. It's in a tough spot. I love the beat. To me, I don't really have a ton to say about it. I gave it a 7.9. It's solid. I just, uh, any lines on here that really stand out to you? Not really off the top of my head. Again, I, I need to... I haven't really dove into the lyrics as much. Like I said, I've been wildly busy the last two weeks. Right. I've listened to this album probably 15 times, but I haven't dove into it deeply. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it an 8.1. I think, like I said, I think it's in a tough spot. I think if it were somewhere else, I think if it were one track forward. So if just was after this, I think it's a higher rating. I just think it's in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yep. I, I want to give this song its full play. So any other points on it or any other general points that you'd like to get off? There's about 40 seconds left here. It's just, 
like I said, I just feel like this song gets chipped. It's a good song. I it's funny because I actually completely forgot that this song existed until I listened to the album on shuffle. Hmm. Because I feel like you're kind of reeling after just because of how hard that song goes. Yeah. In like every facet, that song is. I mean, the beat hits you. It's strong with that bass. The bass like rattles in your speakers, you know. Um, that ends with Zach De La Roca screaming in your ears, and then it cuts to Never Look Back, and it's a much more low key song. So I feel like it just doesn't get doesn't get the run it deserves. It's a good song. Um, I would have more to say if I looked at the lyrics. You know right. what I mean? So up next, this is where we get a little less political now. And this, this, this song is this fucking song good. It is great. This song it's is so great. Good. I love this song. It's beautiful. There are so many lines I want to bring up. Let's just, uh, let's just enjoy. RTJ. The God. The God killer. This Tokyo and I'm Godzilla. Playing Black Dapper. My favorite line on the album right there. Right. <laughs> But I'm a god figure. God don't need a job. Michael remained murderous, but still virtuous. Not a moral man, but I'm pouring my perversion is so I support the sex workers unionizing their services. <laughs> Feel okay. Hey, I feel like I'm gonna live somehow. Now, hold on. Me. Okay. Tell me, what do you think they're saying? Because I know for a fact, what what do you think the chorus says? Right there? Yeah. Where you stopped it? The God never meant much to me? That's what it sounds like you're saying. That's what I thought too upon first listen. It's actually love. They're saying your love never meant oh. much to me over and over and over again. Because it sounds different. It sounds different in the second verse. The first verse, it sounds like, because I think I thought it would sounded like that in the second verse, but, or in the second chorus. No, it's oh. always, it's huh. always, it's always love. And I, I, uh, Interesting. I, I thought it was God never meant much to me too throughout the entire song. So see, cause it sounds, I don't know. That's cause that's what it sounds like. And you never hear L talk about God. Right. And that's L's verse. And then after Mike's verse, it sounds, it sounds like love. So I thought it was different. Yeah. But are you looking on genius? Cause genius has been known, to, has been known to be wrong from time to time. Uh, but. I have pulled up A to Z lyrics. Let me just double check really gotcha. quick. Uh, but I do believe that is right. This one, uh, <laughs> which, which I mean, I guess it makes sense. Um, either, either way it makes sense, but. I always thought it was God. Yes. Uh, uh, it says... Your love, yes, it goes, your love never meant much to me. Love never meant much to me. Love never meant much to me. Your love never meant much. Hmm. Uh, in every single verse. So Still makes sense. Like I said, it makes sense either way. Right. Uh, which, by the way, another great line. Uh, you say that you don't feel me now. I feel like I'm going to live somehow is, is just a fantastic line in general. And I really can't wait until someone says, 
I don't feel better. And I, I said, and I can, and I can reply with her. So uh, real quick, I posted this on Instagram, like I think the day the album came out. But God Killer, this Tokyo and I'm Godzilla. Come on, yes, it doesn't get better than that. That line is amazing. Tell Beelzebub and God I don't need a job. Uh, is another great line as well. This song is so good, and I feel like no one talks about this song. It's so fucking good. I think it's got I. To me, it's between Holy Kalama fucking this one for the best L verses. I, I think this might be it, though, for the best L verse. I can see that. See, now I can hear love now that I know that it's love. I slap a dying child, he don't pronounce my name correct. <laughs> Quick question for L. How does someone not pronounce your name correct? Your name is L P. E L P. How what are they gonna say? L Yeah. I bet that is one of the hardest. I, I commented on this. I had uh, Greg Rosenthal of the NFL Network on the football podcast, and we talked about our TJ4 for a second, actually. And I just commented that I think I slap a dying child. He don't pronounce my name correct is maybe one of the hardest hip hop lines I've ever heard. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's a great line. I'm just saying his name is LP. And also his name is Jamie Molina. Like <laughs> both are very easy to pronounce. <laughs> Shouts to L. No, no disrespect. Everyone yes, knows indeed. That and I love that. But, but I, do, I do love that line. That's a great line. So never forgive me. Not saying it's a conspiracy, but you're all against me. <laughs> L does those lines great. Now, he always has a line like that on an album. That 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 whole verse is is great as well. Uh, I give an inch to you, simps. I'll never forgive me. Not saying it's a Shout- conspiracy. But you're all shouts to that. L. Shouts to L for being more on the internet train than I am and knowing to use the word simps on an album. Yes, because uh, also this had to be recorded a while ago. He was on his shit to use the word simps. I feel like that's a new one. Yeah, that is that is that is kind of new. Um, I give an inch to you, simps. I'll never forgive me. Not saying it's conspiracy, but you're all against me. You save run the jewels, ain't this shit? Cancel my Hitler killing trip. Turn the time machine back around a century. It is uh, is uh, fantastic. And uh, once again, it's just reminiscent of Talk to Me. To be honest with you, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's really why I love this this LP verse. It reminds me of my favorite LP verse. Uh, so yes, if I had control of the universe, I would flip, never look back. And talk to me. I think Never Look Back belongs on RTJ3, and Talk to Me belongs on RTJ4. Mm, yeah, I, I would say that's her case because doesn't wouldn't that wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense because Mike's verse in Talk to Me as well is is very yeah. politically driven. So. It is. It would fit in just fine on RTJ4. There's a few songs on RTJ3 that would fit in fine on RTJ4. Yeah, I did think about that. I did think about that a lot actually. That this song doesn't really fit the rest of the album. But it's a great song, nonetheless. Oh, it's a fucking banger. It, it doesn't really fit with what the rest of the album is doing. But I love it. it and it might be my favorite song on the album. 
See, it's weird how I all, I always heard love in that chorus, but I couldn't hear it in the first one. I don't know why. It's weird how the brain works. I thought it was God the entire time, too, until I saw the lyrics. Yeah, it sounds like God. <laughs> yeah. If they judge, still don't fuck. Don't get the kids, don't get the nuts. And I put it on gaming. We just gave you inspiration for free. The money. Now, a very okay. You gotta talk to me. Talk me into pulling the pin because I. It's my least favorite song on the album. It's, it's my. It's also my least favorite song on the album. The whole grenade in my heart thing. I don't know. That's just so cheesy. We we didn't give our scores for. Oh, nine point uh, seven. Ground below. Nine point six. Mm-hmm. It's a very depressing I'm, song, Miss. Depressing beat. Depressing lyrics. Uh, talking about really not how nothing ever really changes, which is true, uh, but very depressing nonetheless. And I, yeah. I, I, so congrats on reminding me that the world's terrible, run the jewels. <laughs> but uh, I do not. I, I, to be I, fair, I, they do that on every album. I, I, I skip this song almost constantly. <laughs> they do that on every song or on every album. I feel like Thursday in the Danger Room. They do that on RTJ3. It's a very depressing song. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it for RTJ2, but I can't remember now. So, the one with the video with Lakeith Stanfield in it that doesn't help. But unless you're a YouTuber like me, I like watching videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like. The beat's a little bit slow. I kind of like the beat. Uh, but really, it is the whole grenade in my heart thing that uh, yeah. that, that turns me off. I just It's a bit cliched. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, here it is. I mean, Mavis Staples is a legend. So you gotta like give a hat tip to Mavis Staples because she's legit a legend. Mm. But I, I do like this Killer Mike verse a lot. Uh, I think that kind of saves this song. Uh, he talks. Uh, it's very depressing though because he talks about killing himself basically in that verse. Yeah. Uh, which is you know not not great to hear about. Uh, <laughs> But I do love the flow, and to me, it is a, a, a big redeeming quality. At first, I have this song as a six. I'll grade it a little bit higher. I'll give it a nice six point nine. <laughs> I have it as seven point one. So not much higher. 
I honestly would have been in the sixes, but I felt wrong doing that to uh, Mavis Staples and Josh Holm. Mm. Shouts to Josh Holm. Home? Homie? I think it's Holm. Uh, yes. From, um, God damn it, what's her name? Queens of the Stone Age with Dave Grohl. Can't think of his other band. Now, for very different reasons, before we get into this last song, this last song is just a masterpiece. I just want to be, be, be it absolutely is. Um, it hell of a song to go out on, like mute just from a musical standpoint. Like the way that we talk about music usually is in like if you were creating like acts, like this song has like five different acts and yeah. like it does like five totally different things kind of throughout it well it's it's weird because it's it's the theme song of the yankee and the brave television show basically is what it seems like you know what i mean right um and the way it i mean it it's it tells the story you know what i mean it's it's mm-hmm. wild it's a wild song it is a it's wild so song. cool it's so well done a lot of great lines that we will get to. This song gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it. Just hands yeah. down. Uh, I love this song. It 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 is probably there are different. I, I would say classifications of my favorite songs. This is my favorite like serious song on the entire album, and uh, I, I do really enjoy it. Uh, it's, it covers a lot of things about protest, about how much they love their wives again and uh that's my yeah. favorite part of stay gold yes they talk about how much they love their wives yes so lp let's listen opens with how much he loves his wife I woke up early once again, it's four days straight. I didn't wake you, baby, I just watched you late. In the radiation of the city sun. I am in love with you, it is my only grace. You know how everything can seem a little out of place. All of my life would seem to be the only normal state. So being a normal never really meant me been the same. Being clear about the truth of being sane and never really been the same. I used to want to get the chance to show the world a smart. Uh, isn't that that my center focus mostly on the heart? Cause I see smarter people trap a life like it's a heart. So being smart ain't what they used to be, that's fucking dark. Whoever noticed that the worst of us have all the chips. The really kind of take the sheet on people getting rich. Like maybe rich is not the holy ever loving king or nothing. Fucking know we know you're loving you again with the motherfucking money, money runs. It'd be a lie if I told you that I ever disdain the fortune and fame. 
but the presence of the pleasure never abstained me from any other pain. When my mother transitioned to another plane, I was sitting on the plane, telling her to hold on and she tried hard, but she just couldn't hang. Been two years, true fears, I'll probably never be the same. This is just a joy not to let myself go insane. It's crippling, make you wanna lean on a cup of nicotine. But my queen says she need a king, not another junkie, fucking rapper fiend. Friends tell her he could be another battle, he could be another martyr. She told the partner, I need a husband more than the world need another martyr. So you said you had some thoughts on, on, on that on, on that kind of um, yes um it's just the timing of it is insane uh the part about uh she his wife needs a husband more than the world needs another martyr um and right now you know he's so out in the front there was the video of him giving the speech to Atlanta asking the rioters protesters to not burn down their homes and their city because Atlanta means so much to him. And he's literally crying at this point and people are genuinely listening to killer Mike right now. There were people who were like killer Mike should run for president, which would be insane. Uh, <laughs> and probably not a great idea. You know what I mean? Um, however, that line has just really stuck with me. The, she needs a husband more than the world needs another martyr. It's, it's a great line. Mm. It's an incredible, he, you know, people were comparing him to MLK and he can makes that comparison himself, you know, and it's just great. The, yeah. the timing of this album was wild. Cause like they released it early, but it was only two days early. Like this shit was recorded long before George Floyd and everything. Right. That just shows how much like, you know, the saying, the, uh, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Like that's, that's the world. Like we're just in a constant fucking loop. Yeah. Shit's happening right now. People are talking about police brutality in three months. It's not going to be front page news anymore. And then in another year and a half, another innocent black man's going to get murdered by a cop on video and people will protest again. And then it'll die down again. And then it'll start up again after that. And we're just, caught in a never-ending cycle and the world sucks so yeah basically gonna really could have said it better myself continuing on Question there. I I looked it up a million times and I can't figure it out. What happened to Elle's sister Sarah? I believe she got raped. Oh. From what I saw. Mm. Um, I think I saw that in the um, RTJ subreddit that someone posted because someone posted asking that question and I was very curious myself because I was wondering about that line as well um, and I think it said that she got his sister got raped mm, that sucks yeah that's tough yeah. this song's very dark <laughs> Well, continuing on. Now this, to me, 
is what just one of the greatest ending line sequences of an album, perhaps ever. So just uh, I will let it go, and I will try not to rap over it, although it is easily rap overable. Great last line. Yes, if you if you didn't quite catch that, uh, he's talking about uh, the people tied to the whipping post, left beaten, battered, bruised. Uh, talking about people who got lynched, uh, hanging from a tree like a piece of strange fruit. Last word to the firing squad: Go hard. Last word to the firing squad was "fuck you too," uh, <laughs> which is just beautiful. I got to figure out somehow to incorporate that in. Uh, I use Roma Jewels lyrics in my Instagram pic- captions at this point. And my bio, I just got to find the correct situation now to use last words of the firing squad as fuck you too. So maybe if I get executed, you know, if I, ever, yeah. if I ever get executed, Travis, I'm going to make if, sure before I head out. I if I'm you- ever, if I'm ever tied to that post, you know how they do it in the movies with your arms behind your back around the post and they have the 20 dudes lined up with the guns in front of you. I'm just going to be like, fuck you too. Yeah. And, uh, uh got to do it. I will just make sure, you know, I'll make sure it'll be painful for you, Travis, but I'll invite you to the execution. I'll give you my Instagram login. I'll make sure you take a picture of me blindfolded and lined up. That's a wild move. And walking in and uh, the caption will be, go hard, last words to the firing squad. Just fuck you too. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's, uh, if I have to go out by firing squad, you know, might as well get a dope Instagram post out of it. So agreed. That's, that's kind of my, 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 uh, my, uh, stance on the death penalty, I guess bad, unless you get a sick Instagram post out of it. Fair. That's fair. (laughs) Now this is where it becomes a masterpiece to me because it does. The music shifts to an orchestral set here and then to kind of a jazz set and then to a TV thing. All, all within so like crazy. three moves. Kamasi Washington, shout out. My guy. I don't know if you knew that. He's also featured on uh, Thursday in the Danger Room. He's an, I know I talked about him on the RTJ3 podcast. He is a, an amazing saxophonist. He's a crazy good jazz musician. Uh, go listen to his music because he's so fucking talented. It's wild. So pause it real quick. I need to say something. Um, so I'm a huge music nerd. I have been 
since I was like a teenager. Uh, I, I grew up playing the trumpet. I was very good at the trumpet, played it through all the way through high school, had offers to go continue playing in college. Uh, did not take up the offers because, you know, being in bands, not cool, despite the fact that I loved it and was really good at it. Um, I was a very good baseball player. I like to think I'm a good writer. Uh, I've been good at a few things in my life. The thing I was best at was trumpet. I was genuinely a very good trumpet player um, because I think music theory and stuff like that is fascinating. This transition is insane and it works so well. And there's very few people who could pull it off as a producer. And one of the maybe like four producers in the world that can pull it off is Jamie Molina, AKA LP. It's like him. It's maybe Pharrell, Rick Rubin. And like, that may be the list that could pull off this weird transition from rap song to beat breakdown to jazz to like you said, TV theme song. Like it's, it's such a, bananas ass idea and it works so well and i just had to gush about it as a music nerd so This is also a great driving song, especially when this hits. Oh, it's a big vibe. This is the story of a couple of small-time hustlers framed by crooked cops and forced to make a run for their lives. Nothing but a bag of money, a stolen Buick Grand National, and each other to the end. They ain't friends exactly. These guys have a better chance of killing each other than beating odds. No, sir. They're brothers. And when the chips are down, I really don't think you want to get it. Yet. I would a billion percent watch this TV show, by the way. Yeah. Feels right up my alley as a television program. <laughs> I don't give out tens, so 9.9. <laughs> it's funny because I gave it the exact same score. <laughs> um, do me a quick favor and play the very, the very beginning of the very first track real quick. This week on Yankee and the Brave. <laughs> Notice how well that transition back from the last song on the album to the first song. 
It's the Yankee and the Brave theme song. They're playing it. They're playing it. That cuts to black. And then if you have it on loop and start the album over again, it immediately goes this week on the Yankee and the Brave and then starts. That is so fucking genius. Like, it's insane. That transition is it's incredible. Like, this album is designed to just constantly be played on a loop. And that's exactly what I'm going to fucking do with this album for the next, like, three years until RTJ at, uh, releases their next album. Yeah. This is solid. Uh, I got to add up my scores and do my average. How many songs are there on this? Eleven. Eleven? I'm also doing that. So, uh, let's... Uh, while you do that, I'll stall. This is a great album. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Really, only one song I didn't truly enjoy. Um, just solid from start to finish. Lots of bangers. Lots of bangers. Lots of bangers. And um, that's that's I, really kind of my final takeaway here while I add up all my scores. Yeah. Um, wild how much we were on the same page. We yeah, I'll be interested to see what your, uh, what your actual final score is. I'm doing it to two decimal places. So I'm good. What's yours? I have not gotten there quite yet. <laughs> I was stalling for you. No, so, so, so this, this album is... I, wa- I was expecting it to be amazing. I genuinely don't think I expected it to be this amazing. A lot of times I build things up in my head, whether it be an album or movies or a TV show. Um, and I build it up too much and then I'm disappointed whenever I finally get to see or hear it. This album didn't do that. I was so excited for this album. The second it dropped, I called Eric. Literally, I called Which is him. wild at like 7 a.m. my time in the morning. Which is it wasn't that early. It was, it was 10 a.m. your time. Take it easy, bud. Really? <laughs> it was 10. I remember because you slept in that day. Oh, okay. Um, so I called Eric, woke his ass up, and was like, yo, fucking RTJ4 dropped. And then immediately listened to it through three times in a row. And was not disappointed. That doesn't happen very often. Things very rarely live up to the hype in the world. This album fucking lived up to the hype. I never thought, I I don't know that I ever thought an album would surpass RTJ3 as my favorite album of all time. There's a very real possibility that this album is surpassing RTJ3 as my favorite album of all time. There There is one miss on this album and it barely misses. I give it a fucking 7.1. (laughs) <laughs> that's a very good score. And so that what was, was my your, lowest what, score. What was your uh, final score before you averaged it? Before I averaged it? What do you mean? Well, you said we were so close on all these songs. I was curious what your final score was before you averaged it. Uh, it was like 98-something. My final score oh. total was eighty-nine or 8.93. Mine was also 8.9. So we come down yeah. on the... Right place. But hey, let's just round it up and say this is a solid nine. This is a great, great album. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely a nine out of ten. It's incredible. And the only reason it's not a ten out of ten is because I can't give every song a ten and I have to be at least kind of objective. This album's so good. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's a single album in history that's a ten. 
out of 10. No, there isn't. The closest so, would maybe, for me at least, be like, I don't know, Abbey Road is about as close as you can get. That album's amazing. Right. Um, this album's so good. This album is going to go down as a hip-hop classic. Um, we have to talk real quick before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who Jensen Karp is? No. He is an actor, writer, comedian, and rapper. He started as a rapper, a uh, white dude. Uh, hence his name being Jensen Karp. Mm-hmm. Um, he is married to the woman who played Topanga in Boy Meets World. Um, but he grew up as a rapper in California. Um, he made, he like made his rounds doing battle rap on the radio. I guess some popular radio station in LA has like a battle rapping challenge thing. And he like set the record that still stands today for the amount of days in a row that he won. And he got signed to Interscope Records when he was 18 years old, made an album who the producer of the album, Kanye West, before Kanye West was Kanye. The album never got officially released because Eminem shut it down because he was another white rapper on Interscope Records. Wow. Uh, So this like... This is all a backstory to tell you who Jensen Karp is. So he's a big rap guy. He's a big rap fan. He proclaimed that RTJ's four-album run is the greatest four-album run in history. I, I would have to agree with that, probably. I don't agree with that, but it's up there. Mm. It's a top-five run. I think, you, or he, I think he said specifically rap. If you take out rap, it's, it's a stretch. If just rap, I think there's an, I think there's an argument to be made for RTJ to be included in the top five, because right. you have like, you have Kendrick right. probably. Kendrick, uh, for me, Outcast is in there. Um, you could take any four out, like Southern playlistic Cadillac music through um, uh, Stankonia, or take out. Southern Playlistic and add in um, Speaker Box and the Love Blow on the back end. Maybe Lil Wayne. Um, like all Lil the Wayne Carters. Ha- the Carters, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, and then you have, uh, off the top of my head, you have, I guess you could throw Tupac in there. He has four albums. You could say they're all classics. Um, you could say, I mean, there's Jay-Z, you know, there. Kanye has a four album. I mean, his first four albums were amazing. It was um, College Dropout, um, Graduation, 808s and Heartbreak, right? And then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like that, that might be top two of all time. Like, but I think RTJ4 or one through four belongs in that conversation. Mm-hmm. He was getting like dunked on on Twitter, but people were saying like future like no no not future future raps about drugs and sex and that's it rtj rtj has substance yeah they're clever they have the beats like i feel like every future song this might just be me being an old man yelling at the cloud you know um i feel like every future song sounds the same and has the same subject matter so credit to me by the way for not throwing eminem in there listen i guess you could make but really, encore encore falls off uh, significantly. But the first I was gonna say, three I don't great. know. The first three were incredible. That's 
if you have top three albums of all time, Eminem's in the like at least in the discussion. Right. But too bad Encore was terrible. Even though I love Encore, we should review a terrible Eminem album at some point. That that should be something we review because those end up being my favorite. We should. I think we should review Eminem at some point, just like an Eminem album, just because I'm curious where I land. We should review Relapse Refill. God, that's awful. Yeah, that album's bad. That's an awful album, but I love it. I love it. I love that album so much. We should go for like a legit good Eminem album and just see see where we land. Uh, Was listening to Stan yesterday and then feeling real depressed, so. Yeah, that song's overplayed. That is probably my least favorite See, I, song. I hadn't heard that song in years. That song's that song's so good though. Yeah, it's it's good, but I just cannot listen to it like ever. It's yeah. heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. It started because me and Katie, like I, I have Sirius XM on my phone and I was playing like a nineties station and they played that Dido song. But not the Eminem, and then I was like, okay, well now I have to listen to Stan. Like, <laughs> I can't just listen to the Dido part. <laughs> so I went and listened to it, and then I was like, man, this song's so fun. Well, I would say I don't want to review the Marshall Mathers LP. Just because uh, yeah, it's so you would give it a ten on every song. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. And I feel like it like, wouldn't be possible for you to be objective, and it's outdated because. Eminem's using like says a lot of a lot of the bad f word. A lot of the really bad. Lot of lot of a really bad f word on that one. Yeah, that's Eminem very homophobic at the beginning. I get I get I get uncomfortable whenever I hear that word once, just because like I am very pro LGBTQ. Have a gay brother in law. Love him to death. Amazing. Shout out Stevie. Um, I hear. Do uh, you know the song "Favorite Song" by Chance? Chance the rapper featuring uh, Childish Gambino. Mm. It's a very good song, but he does say "f word slapper" in it, and I'm like, "Oof, that's a tough line," especially because yeah. that didn't come out like that long ago. But yeah, I mean Eminem, even I, on like two albums ago, called like yeah. the creator. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was tough because that was very recent. Let me see. Well, at least he bleeped it out though. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I don't know. I don't really yeah, that, know. Eminem not perfect. Eminem not a perfect person. Breaking not perfect. Yeah. Breaking Eminem not the best case of character. <laughs> no, yeah. The guy who constantly raps about murdering his ex-wife. <laughs> not a great person. Shocker. Um, yeah. As the rap came out in 2013, and Chance the rapper says the f word on it, which feels very recent to be using that word. But yeah. like, I can give a pa- I can give a pass for using it like a few times, like in two thousand two. But Eminem said that like every other word on those albums. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it seems look. like a staple of Eminem music. Tough look for your guy. <laughs> uh, we should review Recovery if we it, it, I uh, because ten year anniversary of that's coming up. But, we're gonna uh, we're gonna review an album a week. How about that? Yeah, when when will that start? Immediately. Really? I thought you were gonna be super busy with the whole move thing. No, I'm gonna be moved in Monday. Oh, we're moving Monday. Well, okay uh, we then. Next, we week. won't have everything unpacked, but yeah, we'll we'll record an album. We'll record an album review. Well, next then week for sure. Next week, Phoebe Bridges sounds like Bridgers. There's an yeah. R. Phoebe Bridges. I gotta get listening to that. 
All right. Well, thank you for uh, thanks for tuning in to the Sometimes Sports podcast. I'm your host Travis. Uh, I was joined by my good buddy Eric uh, at Eric eighteen Utah on Twitter. You cannot find me on Twitter anymore, but at Travis Calvin five on Instagram. I think you're still Eric eighteen Utah on Instagram. Is that right? Yeah, that'll never change. So yeah. So uh, easy branding. Good branding by me. Now that I am getting more settled in the new place, even though I'm recording from my old place. Internet is already set up. We're good to go. Much better internet at the new house. Uh, new desk in the basement that Eric has seen on uh, phone, at least. But we will be back soon, hopefully next week, with an album review, possibly, of Phoebe Bridgers. So until then, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Spotify and Apple and wherever else you get podcasts and uh, share us with your friends, all that good stuff. So uh, we will catch you next time. Thanks for joining me, Eric, as always. Okay.